Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Ruff, and, and we're, we're the LinkedIn, LinkedIn Rockstars. Rock <laughs> hey, we're happy to introduce uh, WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app. It's for, for iPhone and Android. So I on my iPhone. And me it. on my Android. Yeah, yeah we can, it, it solves the problem. It I, does. It really does. Which hey, app are you going to use? Are, is it just the current shows, or are you checking out the past episodes as well? Every past episode of Rock the World with LinkedIn and thousands of hours of other archive programming uh, is out there. You know, you can listen to webmasterradio.fm live whenever you like. Absolutely. And so you can download webmasterradio.fm mobile app on the iTunes store or on Google Play. We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets. Chat with other LinkedIn gurus and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. We are rocking the world more than normal. We're rocking in a true analog sense today, covering really cool new stuff with our friend Warren Whitlock. Lori, thanks for bringing Warren into my life. Hey, you're welcome. Warren is a pleasure to be around, a lot of fun to be around. I, I love when we get to engage with people who are our age, who get the things that we get, who love the things that we love, and are rocked by the things that rock us too. And Warren Whitlock, Mike, is number eight on the 2013 Forbes Top 50 Social Media Power Influencers. He's he's half the way up the list further than I am. I'm at, I'm at number 19, and you're well. We're not going to say where you are today, but you're still on the list. I'm so on I'm proud of. Well, so Warren, welcome to Rock the World with LinkedIn. It's a pleasure to have you today. Uh, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, cool. And Merry Christmas. Christmas is just a couple days away. Mm. Um, today is December 23rd, and we are rocking it with Warren and Mike. And so we we were chatting a little bit before we, we started the interview um, as we were getting ready to, to go on the air and stuff. And, um, and of course, the conversation opened with analog um, and records and, and things like that. And something Mike said, Warren, really um, struck me that – he said he, he was in the, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but you were in the record store the other day and the owner told you, what about the young kids? Oh, well, young, young kids, have, so many of them have been raised on music not, having, not existing. It's in the cloud and they can't touch it. They can't have a relationship with it. It's a picture on their phone. It's not something that they can share and they can't collect. Collecting files on a hard drive isn't as much fun. Right. 
Right. So they and then, you know, that's kind of my theory with the other people that we engage with on a regular basis. That's why I was on the road so much in 2012 to meet people like Warren in person, face to face, because that's when the real relationship starts, when you can hug somebody. Lori, tell me about when you met Warren for the first time, because I'm going to give him a big hug when I see him for the first time. What was it like I, for you? <laughs> Warren, tell Warren, us what it was like to meet Lori for the first Warren, time. Warren, what was it like to meet? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it's it's just, um, you know, it's it's funny. I'm not a person that has any kind of, you know, idol worship or want to meet somebody or something like that. But I'm always ready to meet somebody new. And I had no idea you were going to be there. And it's like it's just like saying hi to an old friend to me. So um, I don't know. I guess... Uh, you know, I, I hate to act too cavalier about or too casual because it is a big thing when it's, it's really when you get to the connection, because if I meet you and we maybe take a picture together or hug or whatever, that's all wonderful. Love all that okay. stuff. But, yeah. but then when we really sit down and start having a, a, a conversation, that's what turns me on is connecting with, with people and you know, the, the analog, I guess, you know, hugs are analog. That's for sure. But, well, and they're uh, also free and often reciprocated. Yeah, but as, as we were discussing this, you know, I'm flashing back to John Nesbitt in the original Megatrends book talking about one of the trends for the future was high-tech, high-touch. As we got into more digital, more connections and all that thing, there would be more. And he described it at the time. This is back before anybody even hardly used a computer. He was talking about uh, having a computer mouse with, a, uh, with, with fur on the mouse. And, you know, and that stuck in my head. And, you know, he didn't mean that that literally was going to happen, although I've seen such a thing before. Uh, but it's <laughs> the idea that. that people want to feel like they're really part of it. And then yes. on music, it's even more fascinating because since things have gone digital, easy to share and some cheaper prices, the people that in the traditional, uh, you know, atoms of, of music, the analog people, they, they've been suffering and complaining and saying, you know, we're not making our easy money it's like we used to. And meanwhile, uh, sales of, uh, of music have skyrocketed, uh, not in just the music files themselves, but in concerts and T-shirts and paraphernalia, stickers, uh, you know, your, your favorite, your, your dress, change your look so you look like a Justin Bieber. I saw that recently. That's scary that a 35-year-old man did that. But, um, you know, that people want to do things to get more in touch with their, with their favorite bands and memes. And I think that trend's just going to continue that we're, we use our extra time and our extra resources that we have from the digital revolution to be able to do more of what makes us human. We interview bands on the, the fifth Monday of the month and stuff, and when, when they come on in, we always kind of wonder, you know, my, my gosh, where does the money come from, and how do, how, where's the trade-offs and all? And, and for, what, the big trade-off for them is that they get a direct relationship with their, with their audience, and it used to be the, the record companies and, and, and other people had the relationship with the audience, and they showed up, and now, the, now they have the relationship. So there's a you know, better opportunity to, to, to have... Um, um, you know, something ongoing instead of just right. when they're in town, right? Well, like uh, it's like Deadheads, um, you know, the the Grateful <laughs> yes. Dead, uh, all their concerts and and people would tape them. They allowed anybody to tape and trade in the trade in the uh, trade the tapes and do all that kind of thing. And it just made such an in, engaged fan base. Uh, there is a book out uh, by oh, I can't think of her name, uh, 
uh, the one that wrote Church of the Customer, um, and she's got a book about about uh, Lady Gaga and uh, and the Little Monsters. And I had paid absolutely no attention to the music of Lady Gaga, although she was. Uh, I, now that I read the book and have paid attention to that, I was. Um, um, she contrasts. Uh, it came from a blog post where she contrasts Miley Cyrus doing whatever she did at the Beauty, Video Music Awards and get to get attention, and uh, was saying how what Gaga did was going to have a more lasting effect, and right. then just showed seven places in her performance where she was sending messages to her faithful people, uh, faithful fans. And those kind of things. I mean, it's it's happening already. It's going to happen more and more that you know you know about uh, you know what somebody's doing. And um, uh, yeah, so I then I watched uh, Gaga was on um, Saturday Night Live, and uh, I've been a fan since the first show. But uh, um, thank thank goodness there's time there's time delay devices now because I wouldn't be up that late watching it. But. Uh, um, yeah, and, and I watched, and I fast-forwarded through the first music. I almost never listen to music anymore. And uh, then I then the second one came on, and uh, my wife said, let's watch this. And I started watching. That song stuck in my head for days. The But what really thrilled me was the performance throughout the whole thing. I go, this is a genius here working at doing this stuff. Um, you know, it was as if she'd written things and changed things, and the show was different because she was there. And that's that marketing machine. I don't know about the music. Like I say, the one catchy tune got me, and I'm going like, oh, well, maybe maybe she's got, you know, more musical talent than I gave her credit for. But today what's really, really getting people is that ch- chance to be part of a community, the high-touch part. Exactly. Are there like hidden messages, like gang signs, sort of equivalent sort of things? There's that she works uh, into her one thing I that... really remember were the giant blue balls, which you know is a phrase that can get uh, get my attention. I guess get anybody's attention. <laughs> and she had these large, like uh, larger than a basketball spear, spears that were blue, and they meant something to her her people. And that really brings an interesting point in, Warren, because people also talk about, you know, being real, keeping it authentic with your yeah. with your audience, and one way, uh, and, and providing value and that sense of community, and one way you can do that is to have something that when people are following you on a regular basis, they get it, even if other people don't, and they feel special because you're talking just to them. So, like like LinkedIn's new showcase pages, they just launched last month, right? So yeah. you've got a brand like Adobe that's got, um, you know, 240,000 company page followers, and they've got two showcase pages, one for their marketing cloud, which is for the marketers that use Adobe, and one for the creative cloud, which Mm -hmm. is for the graphic designers and the creative people, because they understand that those are two different audiences. So I I clicked on and said, I want to follow the marketing cloud. And then when I went to their products and services page, you know, those are the things that I'm seeing and, and the updates on that on that showcase mm. page are the things that I get to see that come up in my feed because they're talking to me and you know three thousand yeah, other people. But I, I it's funny. I just yesterday talked to uh, my uh, my friend that is a sales engineer for the high end product. The one you've heard of them before they were bought by Adobe. That that company I can't think of the, right. what they used to be called. But he went to work for Adobe uh, not too long ago and he was in the uh, in the testing. We talk about A/B test and 
testing headlines and all sorts of different things that do in marketing. And then, you know, then there's what the, what the big companies who get it are doing. And mm-hmm. uh, geez, one of the stories I heard was Dell had added $290 million in that. And that if you, wow. you know, lose your computer and buy another one, it doesn't have to be a Dell. Although their loyal customers probably would. But if they know, it takes them one login um, or, you know, some kind of identity to c- collect you back to your customer record, and then they know all about you. And each email, everything they talk to you about will be tailored, and that experience will be, you know, right there for one person. But, hey, well, let, me, let me pull it back to rock for a minute. This okay. idea of talking to the fans is not new. When right. we were all talking about whether or not Paul McCartney was dead um, in the 60s, um, you know, uh, with uh, what, do, what does the uh, what does the the Beatles, why is the Beatles white album white? Uh, all those kind of stories. Those were things they were manufacturing, put out for us to get. It was a lot right. tougher back then because the 20th century was broadcast. It was all one direction. Um, right. You grew by how many how many readers you had, how big of a transmitter you had, that sort of thing, and how far you could push your message out. And you know, we all grew up in the in the age of uh, releasing something releasing something new and sending samples to every house and, you know, just blanketing the country, which is just, it's like become unaffordable for almost anybody today and not needed because now you can have a conversation two way. And so it's a lot quicker. So once somebody opts in to be the fan of Gaga or like the marketing suite or whatever, like that, they can just start getting messages immediately and feel like it's a one-on-one. It doesn't, you know, you still need branding to be able to reach more than one, one person with the same message because it's efficient. But uh, that, the, the dialing it down to be as more efficient right. is getting so good that I think we're headed for a, a uh, market niche size of one. You know, I love that, a market niche of one. <laughs> I bet that's that targeted. Be a brilliant hashtag. Please, please quote me and give me credit the first time you use it. Um, I will. And, and all of our listeners should do that, too. Brasco, take us to our sponsors. Let's say thanks. They keep us on the air, and then we'll be right back. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding... Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Ah! Inbox on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hashtag Market Nation One via at Warren Whitlock. I mean, um, you know, it, it really comes down to, um, I, I had an experience once I was at a JV Alert Live with um, Ken MacArthur's group, um, his, his conference in Philadelphia. And it was in the evening after the conference, and somebody had asked me during the day if she could get, you know, about 20 minutes to sit down with me and ask me some specific questions. I said, sure. Well, of course, a lot of people kind of gathered around to listen to the conversation we had. And we're in the middle of the conversation, and a guy, uh, Chris Sprague, um, asked a question, and um, he said, could I just interrupt for just a second and ask this real quick question and I answered him and then went right back to the conversation. I can't tell you what that question was or what my answer was but later Chris reached out to me and said thank you so much your answer gave me the key that I needed and it solved my problem and now I'm able to do this and I'm like I I changed his life on an aside on a comment because Mm -hmm. I heard him ask a question and it changed his life. And I mean, all of us yeah. have the power to do that. Yeah, what, hap- what happens is they're stuck and you got them unstuck. And now everything, everything that was log jammed behind it that was stuck behind this pivotable point, uh, uh, call it a fork in the road. You know, what do I do here? Oh, now I get it. I can go forward. But until that happens, I'm stuck. And well, would you like to know the advanced way to do that? Yes. On Twitter, I started out answering questions and trying to push my product. Um, and, you know, so I wrote the first book about Twitter in 2008, but I had my period of being a marketer on Twitter, which was in 2007. I tried out, you know, how many links can I stuff in here? Will it help my search engine rank? Will it, can I get my message out? Can I get more visitors? And, you know, my first, my first name was not my name. Um, and once I figured out to talk to people and I said, oh, it's about helping people. I've helped people right. before. I've done tech support. I can do this. And one day somebody, and, you know, it's just amazing to me that I got Guy Kawasaki answering, my, answering something that I say. I was usually me answering a question he'd ask, and some of them were, what color is your M&Ms? So one day, <laughs> um, one day uh, Stephanie Agresta was in uh, PR in New York, uh, and, and I had followed her because she was a speaker at some conference. And that's what I was doing. I was reaching out to find out who these speakers are, not really knowing what I was going to do. Because back then, what I was selling would have been the the average one of those people would have liked 
to know what I had to do about building their expert brand and, and books and things like that. But right. they weren't buying it because they were still in the, the mindset. These are people that were already known and they could get a book contract. And it's going back to 2007. But so one day I'm reading and, and I, I, what I would do is I would go and find their profile, find something they said and comment on it. We didn't have retweets back then. We just, you know, replied to each other. And, um, and so I'm just sitting there looking at the stream. I couldn't think of anything to do with this Stephanie aggressive person. And one day she posts, she's got a, a new, uh, uh, uh iBook, uh, no, what, uh, Mac Airbook cover. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's got a cover for her, for her, uh, Mac laptop. And, you know, I done tech support things before. So that question wasn't hard to answer. She wanted to know if it was washable. And I put the name of whatever the material it was made out of. And, uh, you know, it wasn't leather. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's some material. Um, and I just put that name, MacBook, and um, um, washable in a Google search. And in two seconds, I had the answer. And I posted it with the link and still had room to say, did you know you could get this on Google? Which is what I used to say in, in emails to customers back in my tech support days. Yeah. And... Uh, she answered in about 10 seconds with, um, yes, I know, and I know I could get it, but this is more fun. And that nice. was a slap my head, aha moment where it changed everything for me. That That's I realized cool. that it wasn't, I wasn't in the Mac business. I can't even remember which model it was she was talking about now. But, you know, I, nothing else mattered other than she connected with me. We met a few years later. We've never done any business or become friends or anything like that. But we then sat on a panel and guess who was sitting next to me saying, please tell that story because, you know, I made her <laughs> look good. Um, but, um, so I told the story and, and now I've shared the story many more times. Um, and so, you know, she got something out of making that comment to me. Um, and, and it's, we don't know through serendipity where that's going to wind up. Maybe somebody listening today is saying, oh, I kind of get it now. It's about having a conversation. So now in all, every interview I do, and, and, you know, it comes up as a question a lot of times. You guys want to be asking this kind of question. It's not a how, it's a how to. It's like, tell us about search. And I go like, well, my yeah. favorite thing to look for in, in search is, sushi in Cincinnati. I've never been to Cincinnati. <laughs> I hate sushi. Um, but I can answer that question. And if the reason I have to say that I, that I hate sushi is if I don't, after, after this, after this show is done, uh, you know, I'll go on Twitter and I'll get five recommendations for where to get good sushi in Cincinnati. <laughs> They're there. I mean, it's gonna happen. The, it's the gonna secret happen. is put a question mark with it and you'll find people asking a question about anything. Yeah. And once I got to that point, I realized what people really want is that connection. Yes. They want, if when I answer their question and do it with, you know, complete, not looking at disconnect, complete disconnection at the reciprocity. I know the reciprocity is there. I know somebody's going to feel better about me, be my friend, want to buy my product, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm still a direct marketer. But, you know, when I answer a question about where you can buy sushi in Cincinnati or where you can get your MacBook cover washed and by the way they are washable um and 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 it doesn't matter you know because they know that i'm the kind of person that cares and if you start doing that on say twitter they know in no time it's different on linkedin because of the the situation you're in you don't go out you know talking about where's a good place to eat tonight but i finally at that point got it that it wasn't 
the reason why so many of the conversations we see look uh, you know, utterly boring and dumb things they're talking about is because that's what we all talk about. That's what we've talked about in this interview, you know. I mean, you know, Lady Gaga, what, that's not going to change, change the world much. But if you get the point, it can help you be a better person. And somebody asked me yesterday, in fact, it was Ken MacArthur, who was asking, what, what's your favorite business book for 2013? And I generally hate those kind of things because there's not one best. You know, I'm constantly learning. And uh, go ahead, it's Ken, so he's asking and giving recommendations, and he came back and asked something else, and it, it hit me. I'm going like, I don't really care about business and marketing I, I, when I'm reading because I don't need another book on how to use LinkedIn better. What I want to know is I want to understand people better. So my personal reading is in things like, uh, you know, brain science and and psychology and and what, you know, what, like I say, like the Lady Gaga book, everything's about, it's still business. It's still nonfiction. I'm still trying to learn. But there's so many things to learn in the world. I don't need another top 10, t- top 10 uh, tips to get my tweets retweeted. Right. Um, you know, right. it's and it's not because I know. I, at first, it was ego. It's oh, I know all that stuff, and then it became wait a minute. I just I don't need to waste my life on that. I need to be creating and solving problems and helping other people. And there's so much to learn that you you never stop. Right there is. So that sadly is our all the time we have for our interview today. But I love that that point. Just for your own edification, if I miss a Broncos game, I ask mm-hmm. on my LinkedIn profile, wonder who mm-hmm. won yesterday. And people in my LinkedIn network will respond. And I love football, and they do too. So that it's a, right. it's a tighter thing, but the same principle oh, yeah. applies. It's not well, about that's a, learning. That's a whole other level of, uh, yeah. of uh, network theory that uh, comes from – I don't know. I know exactly where I was, where I was sitting when I learned this, but I don't know what the name of it is. And oh, I call okay. it the ABX theory, that if you and I need to connect, we may not agree on everything. But we can always right. find X and talk about that. Exactly. And and I learned exactly. that in college, and I've been using it ever since. That there is no reason why any you know it's no reason why a uh, you know uh, liberal and a Tea Party person can't get along. They have more in common than they have apart. Exactly. And when you well, see Warren, these, yeah, go ahead. Where can people find at Warren Whitlock, our number eight top Forbes social media well, power influencer? <laughs> uh, I'm more. It's really hard to miss me on Google because it's a unique enough name. I am not a doctor, and I am white. Um, because the, the second most black is black. Um, <laughs> I've seen your picture enough to try to figure out: is that a Cheshire grin? But your teeth aren't showing. But it's it's kind of uh, the the for me the Winnie the Pooh series. Like you're very approachable and and um, well, inviting to come and talk to you, but I feel like there's something sneaky going on behind there. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and now that I've met you in person, I know where there is. Yeah, it's the old, it's the old, uh, old photo that I'm switching more now to just a standard headshot because oh, uh, that that photo you're photo. talking about doesn't have enough gray hair in it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I had to switch to something. I had somebody about the third time I had somebody thirty saying. Uh, you, you're not hiding anything. I, no, I never was hiding anything, but I really like that photo. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it, made, it became an icon. It was also easy to look at because it didn't look like me. But, yeah, right now the, my project that I'm working on most is uh, spreading the idea that self-reliance can, can solve the world's problems, uh, letting well, people help 
ourselves. And what we I have a new called Billions Rising, and the website's yes. billionsrising.com. Billions Rising, because people can make a difference. And today is December 23rd. It's Monday. Christmas is in two days. And you Happy Festivus. Happy. <laughs> and you will do yourself, your family, your friends a, a favor if you go to BillionsRising.com. If you care about making a difference in the world, BillionsRising.com will help you do that. It's a pet project of Warren Whitlock, and it is also, therefore, a pet project of mine because I love Warren, therefore I love the things that he loves. And you will feel the same way. And go out, tweet Warren, let him know you listened to him on the show today. He's going to be our expert segments in January. So, you know, on Rock the World with LinkedIn, we've done expert segments and we've tried to have them on the same week of every month. But in starting in 2014, Warren is our expert segmenter for January. So every interview, um, every episode will end with a three and a half minute aha moment to you from our friend Warren Whitlock. So follow him. And that's about all the time we have for today, Mike. So um, it's been awesome you having you, Warren. Absolutely yeah. awesome. So Thanks. let's go let's go out with some sort of a rock and roll ditty, right, Laurie? Yeah. Rock and roll ditty will do us good. And don't forget you can listen to us on Monday nights at seven o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Pacific, or on webmasterradio.fm on the iPhone app, the Google Play app. Um, they also send it out to Stitcher and Blueberry and a lot of other places. If you go to Rock the World radio.com um, follow us download you know uh, subscribe to us on the iTunes app that'll take you right to there and leave a, a recommendation let me know that you left a recommendation on there and I have got a very special gift for you you'll get a premium membership to our training site rocklinkedin.com that's $149 value so go out there leave a recommendation for us subscribe to the podcast tell us how much you love us because we love you too and we we'll see you next week and 2014 was Warren Whitlock. Rock on. Rock on. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.